0: Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer, or whatever you drink, from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, got my beer popped open and ready for the one-year anniversary episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. Yeah, 52 episodes. This is episode number 52. <laughs> I'm talking about faith and life over a beer or three. We've actually stuck it out for an entire year, and I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening over the last year, following along, sharing your feedback and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, wherever you're listening, sending me those DMs on Facebook and Instagram, asking questions and participating. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you again, and I hope you'll stick with us for the coming year. On last week's episode, I told you about my grandson, my six-year-old grandson, Braxton, dealing with leukemia. He's been diagnosed with leukemia. And there's a Facebook group that has been started, Braxton's Battle. have a link in the show notes. And got this update on Braxton. He has done several rounds of chemotherapy. So far, they have found only one cancer cell in his spinal fluid. And they're hoping that chemo during surgery killed that. There's another round scheduled in his spinal fluid, just to be sure. So that's good news. I would ask that you continue to remember Braxton in your prayers because this is just the beginning of a long road for him. And we're praising God for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which is where he is in Memphis, Tennessee, and the good news so far. And we're believing God for more to come. Thank you all again for your prayers, love, and support in the messages you've sent. And thank you to everyone who has messaged for his address and have purchased something from the Amazon wish list as well. There's a link to that in the show notes, too. He's really looking forward, Braxton is, to receiving mail. It's not a toy he wants this holiday. Nice clothes, not on her list. What these kids want, your kids have, their health. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we're fighting for kids who aren't as lucky as yours. The discovery that St. Jude can help save children close to you. Our treatments are used in hospitals all across America. Thanks to our research, St. Jude has the world's best survival rates for the toughest childhood cancers. And no family ever pays St. Jude for anything. Our discoveries today could save a child you know tomorrow. So if you have healthy children, give thanks. Give thanks. gracias. Give thanks. Give thanks for the healthy kids in your life and give to those who are not. Donate at stjude.org or shop wherever you see the St. Jude logo. Hands in the air. Three weeks ago, how many of us saw the Halloween decorations flying off the shelves only to be replaced by Christmas merchandise in stores? It's like they forgot all about Thanksgiving, right? What are you doing this year for Thanksgiving? Now, as children, we learned about the first meal shared at Plymouth Colony, where the pilgrims invited the Indians to join hands and hearts and gave thanks for the autumn harvest. That was in 1621, a three-day festival per the history books. The holiday continues now, but what are you truly thankful for at this very moment? Food? Football? Friends? Fun? perhaps but is that enough giving thanks and being thankful that's what our special day is dedicated to each year I'm especially like you thankful for my family those present and those gone before me for infusing a spirit of gratitude for every gift of love and time shared with people I love in my life the best gift of all to give this holiday season in my opinion is your time it's priceless cherished irreplaceable For many, this will be their first Thanksgiving holiday without a loved one in their lives. Who do you know who'd like to be included at your table but might be too shy to say or tell you they're alone without any plans? Consider giving them your time and love this year. Thanksgiving as a national holiday has a storied history. In 1789, George Washington introduced the event as a national holiday. It was not until 1863 that President Abraham Lincoln set the final Thursday in November as the national holiday. Then we fast forward to 1989. President George H.W. Bush granted the first official pardon to a turkey, a tradition that continues today, including this year. It's time for us to grant a few turkeys we know a pardon or two as well, right? It is a spirit of thankfulness by which we can find reasons to change our hearts and minds, to look at people who may not have impacted us the way we would have hoped, and to consider that we might be at fault ourselves. When we look at others as we want to be seen, then there's a softness in our hearts that can overcome us. Giving thanks in the United States and Canada is celebrated as a meal, enjoyed together or bringing covered dishes to another family home, but really... Isn't it celebrated first in our hearts? Let's all stop, take a deep breath right now, and freeze time for just a couple of minutes. What are you thankful for right now? Is it your ability to be enjoying coffee before you leave the house for a job you love? Is it because you have time to enjoy the people in your life that you are thankful? Have you retired from a lifetime job and now can do whatever you want every day? Holiday times are also some of the most challenging for many of us. Are you grieving the loss of one of your closest loved ones and wonder how you will endure Thanksgiving this year? Or have you determined to be a part of a gathering of people who volunteer to serve or deliver Thanksgiving meals to those whose eyes will light up with joy when they see your smiling face? We at Soul Ramblings Podcast journeyed together on this path toward remembering, cherishing, healing, sharing time with those who need us, and being grateful and thankful this week. From our family, Beth and myself, to yours, we keep you in our thoughts, prayers, and hearts, and we are thankful for each and every one of you. May God's blessings be yours this Thanksgiving. So fill your plate and fill your drink. Put your dishes in the kitchen sink and let the leftover you just wash away. As we made it through, I do believe, the longest year in history, thank God that it's Thanksgiving Day. Mm. And we told you last week we're going to start an Advent series over the next four weeks starting today. This week not only is Thanksgiving, but this coming Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent and we focus on hope coming up this week. But before we get to all of that, we've got some good news about a young man from Mississippi who wants his make-a-wish was to feed the hungry. Got details from CBS News on this week's Good News story. Good news, everyone. Last year, 13-year-old Abraham Olabegi found out he was born with a rare blood disorder and needed a bone marrow transplant. About a year later, he found out better news. His transplant was successful, and he qualified for Make-A-Wish. Abraham wanted a long-lasting wish, so he decided to feed the homeless. Immediately, I told my husband, I said, guess what Abraham wants to do with his wish? And he said, what? Well, and I said, he wants to feed the homeless. Um, said, great, let him do it, that's awesome. So, of course, we weren't gonna, you know, miss an opportunity like that because we've always uh, tried to instill giving into our children. In September, Make-A-Wish helped Abraham and his family feed about 80 people in Mississippi. When the homeless people get the place, some of them will come back and like sing to us and thank us, and it just really feels good. It warms our heart. it just really feels good and my parents always taught us that it's a blessing to be a blessing to. his wish is still not fulfilled make a wish will help abraham feed the homeless every month for a year and when that's done in august 2022 abraham hopes to continue on his own making a non-profit abraham's table we're just very excited to be able to continue on this endeavor It is just, um, it's so rewarding. If I was out there on the streets homeless, I would want somebody, you know, at some point to think of me and to do something special for me. So that's what I try to instill in my kids. And so we just try to pay it forward by doing, um, you know, what we were raised to do. We'll be right back after this short break. The law firm of Becker and Lindauer represent victims all over the state of Florida. All too often, insurance companies try to convince injured motorists, passengers, pedestrians, and other injured claimants to accept less than their case is worth, whether it be a car crash, a trucking accident, a motorcycle wreck, a bicycle accident, or an injured pedestrian it is imperative that you have legal representation to assist you. Becker and Lindauer are dedicated to putting their decades of legal experience to work for you. With proven results, Becker and Lindauer is ready to fight for you. With 45 years of combined experience in personal injury law, the team of Dave and Danielle are highly qualified and ready to help you. Call today for a free consultation, 941-567-6728. Again, area code 941-567-6728, or visit Becker and Lindauer online at the website in the show notes. As we enter into this first week of Advent, every year we light candles as we prepare for the coming of Christ. More and more candles, more and more light, and as we watch and wait for Jesus, the light of the world. God of promise, come into our darkness. Renew your hope in us, for you alone bring life out of death. Receive God's promise of hope from Psalm 33. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, Our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. As we begin this first week of Advent, our scripture reference is Jeremiah 33, verses 14 through 16. This is from the New Revised Standard Version. Hear the word of the Lord. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This first week of Advent, we're waiting in hope. And Advent is a season of waiting. As a child, this waiting seemed to take forever. At the end of Advent was Christmas. However, we wait not just for the coming of the Messiah on Christmas morning, but also for the second coming when Christ will return, making all things new. As described in Revelation 21 so the beginning of the church year reminds us that we are a people in waiting we are a people of hope because God is still at work in the world said another way we remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 1 that God will be faithful to carry on to completion the good work that God has started this is the beginning of the church year so happy New Year Church But we wait. Hmm. Waiting is rarely fun. It is often painful. We wait for the results from a lab test. We wait in traffic. We wait in line at the Department of Motor Vehicles. We wait for an apology that may never come. Waiting is a visible sign that we live in a fallen world, that not all is as it should be. For if everything were as desired, we wouldn't have to wait for it. But waiting also shapes us in the waiting we can grow bitter letting resentments fester we can become paralyzed with fear we can use the waiting as an excuse to do nothing waiting however is not passive and this text in Jeremiah shows us that we can be a people who wait in hope our hope is in the Lord who is faithful God will restore God's people God brought the Messiah Jesus who was God in the flesh, and one day Jesus, the Messiah, will return again. So in the waiting, we are not passive. Rather, we join with God in God's mission, working to more fully bring about God's kingdom. As we look around, we see many challenges, just as the original hearers of these words in Jeremiah saw in their day. The promised hope of the passage is not an empty hope devoid of connection to concrete reality. The people of Judah were experiencing real suffering, and the words of the prophet spoke of a real hope that their situation would not always be so bleak. In fact, not only would their situation change, but God would restore them in ways beyond their imagination. Not only would they return from exile, rebuild their temple, eventually no longer be under Babylonian rule, but the Messiah, the hope of the entire world, would come from them. And in our day, there is much for which we can despair. Churches have lost quite a lot since March of 2020, almost two years ago. Most churches in the United States still have a fraction of the in-person attendance of before. Loved ones have died. There is ongoing economic uncertainty and political unrest. People seem to be more divided than any other time in recent memory. Pastors and church leaders are contemplating quitting at record numbers. For some, it feels that the 21st century church in the Western world is in an exile of a sort. However, just as was the case in Jeremiah's day, God is still at work. The Messiah is still our source of hope and strength. Like the people of Judah, we are called to be a people who wait in hope. One day, Jesus will come again to make all things new. In the meantime, we look for where the Spirit of God is at work, and we join with God in the waiting. The beginning of Advent is a time to begin waiting. This text shows us that God is at work in the waiting. The waiting is an act of hope, because the Messiah will come. This particular Advent season might find more of us waiting in need of hope than usual. This passage serves as an invitation to renew our hope in Jesus while we wait. And we'll wrap up our time together with a quote from a book called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, Discipleship in an Instant Society. And this was written by Eugene Peterson back in the 80s. It says, Hoping does not mean doing nothing. It is not a fatalistic resignation. It means going about our assigned tasks, confident that God will provide the meaning and the conclusions. It is not compelled to work away at keeping up appearances with a bogus spirituality. It is the opposite of desperate and panicky manipulations, of scurrying and worrying. And hoping is not dreaming. It is not spinning an illusion or fantasy to protect us from our boredom or our pain. It means a confident, alert expectation that God will do what he said he will do. It is imagination put in the harness of faith. It is a willingness to let God do it his way and in his time. It is the opposite of making plans that we demand that God put into effect, telling him both how and when to do it. That's not hoping in God, but bullying God. I pray to God my life a prayer and wait for what he'll say and do. My life's on the line before God, my Lord, waiting and watching till morning, waiting and watching till morning. Hey, if you get a chance to subscribe wherever you're listening, I would be so grateful for that. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Got uh, links to those social media pages in the show notes of this episode. I know that your time is valuable and precious and I thank you for the gift and privilege of you spending your time with us. And here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. I'm Jerry Wicker. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next time. Until then, grace, peace, cheers! Cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.